I'm Carly Shields, and I smell like poopy. We'll fix this eventually. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play with my own butt. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, five patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grockhouse and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and you know I hesitate to make too large of a deal about this, but um, as you all no doubt remember from last time, uh, the Gilded Ram is currently on the market. Uh, the owner died in a terrible cockatrice fighting accident downstairs with a lot of patrons and extended family members. And the widow of the owner is currently shopping it around. Now, obviously, I'm excited about the prospects of working with the new owner of the establishment. Uh, but apparently, it is very much a buyer's market right now. And that has the uh, widow owner a little bit concerned, I feel. And she has started to make what I would say are somewhat brash decisions about the decor, I suppose, in the Gilded Ram. I mention this only because uh, no matter where you are currently sitting, you probably could reach out your hand and touch some mode of transportation. She has stapled or screwed uh, bicycles and propellers and oars and canoes all over the walls. Which apparently is all the rage in the Appleby region of Oresta these days, but uh, I don't see it. I don't see the appeal. Um, but I... Uh, you know, I, I can get past some of that, you know, but, you know, just call me an old fuddy-duddy if you'd like to. But I believe there's something to be said about tradition and, um, you know, just just a place is having that lived-in feel, very natural feel. And, um, you know, if I, if I really want to get to it, I'm going to get to it. She took down Larry. I don't know if any of you have noticed. I don't imagine how you couldn't notice. Uh, but she took down Larry, the, uh, the, the, the taxidermied... Ram's skull that previously hung on the wall beside the bar there. And, um, well, I mean, I had, I had asked why, <laughs> and the response I got was the thing is hideous and it's scaring everyone away, which, yes, yes, Larry is a poorly taxidermied Ram's skull, yes. Yes, his eyes are freakishly large as if they had shoved 30-gauge glass eyes into a 12-gauge eye slot. Sure, right. Yes, a total agreement there. It has n no muscular structure uh, or any sort of internal skeletal structure to its jaw, which kind of just flaps loosely um, and, and, and endangering the folks that are sitting below it uh, into thinking it is some sort of fleshy sword of Damocles soon to fall on their heads. Yes, yes, all of this is true. It was a creepy, gross, taxidermied ramskull, but it was our creepy, gross, taxidermied rapscull, okay? And now it's in the basement, which isn't going to help the sale any, at whole anyway, really, if you think about it, because they're gonna wanna do a total walkthrough. So they're gonna walk around, they're gonna see this place, they're gonna be like, well, somebody really likes modes of transportation, okay. And then they go down to the basement just to see, you know, what's down there. And here's a whole bunch of petrified folk, 
You know, they couldn't sell as many of those as you would think. People just don't want to buy petrified folk to stick out in their gardens anymore. Millennials. And so then you go and you look around down there. You see all of that. You see blood stains on the floor. And then you look over in the corner and there's Larry. Any single one of you would go running at that point. That's why you spread out the horror. I'm sorry, I, I digress. I'm very passionate about this in case you can't tell, but I mean, we are all here for a reason, so let's get back to the story. Last time, Mort and Cammy had come across the ocean uh, from, from Kitsuni Island and found themselves right outside the large city of Copper Watch. They found themselves at the gates of Rolo de Polo's Mind Freakatorium, which was not doing so well for itself. You gotta imagine a magic show in the days right after the end of all magic. And, um, you know, you just go in there and you look around and it's like, well, it's all, it's all visual effects at this point. And, um, you know, it's not exciting. And the word gets around and soon enough people are like, well, there's no reason to go. So it wasn't doing gangbusters, which was actually kind of good for Mort and Cammie, because it was in the Mind Freakatorium that they ran into Hollis, the person that, well, Mort had helped out when he was doing some side work for Ajaz, even Al-Rashid. Together they had freed Rolo de Polo from the clutches of King Kaboom, the dreadful Goblin King, and had actually negotiated both a peace treaty and kind of a green energy bill with him because he was actually a pretty reasonable dude for a goblin. The Hollis had joined up with Rolo de Polo with the intent of going around and seeing the world, but mostly she saw it from inside a tent and didn't see a lot of the cool, interesting people she thought she would see above the ocean. So when Mort and Cammy strutted into town, well, who was she not to follow adventure where it led? And for their part, Mort and Cammy were excited to have her along. It had only been a few days since they had wielded the power of a gold. And, um, well, you know, they'd already been jumped by some ruffians once. It was nice to have somebody there that could crush a few skulls. But even with Hollis having their backs, it was neither safe nor efficient to travel overland too much further. And so they went into the city of Copperwatch in search of an airship. And instead, found just a whole lot of hot air. So yeah, you guys just left the Mind Freakatorium. Where are you guys headed? So, listen, I'm not trying to to say that I would like to know what plan you have, but do, do you guys have a plan? I was thinking that we should mm -hmm. head into town and see if we can find some kind of transport to room because you know, it's a long way. You know, we don't don't want to walk. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm yeah. I'm not sure on the state of airships at the moment. I mean. They might have been magical, but I don't know. So that you know, there might be some airships lurking around. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, a big, a big flying boat that has nothing to do with magic. I mean, they've well, got balloons. I have a lot to learn about this new world. <laughs> hey, anyway, flying will be a nice new experience for you. Uh, I, I guess if you say so. I, I mean, I, I, I trust you implicitly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have um, to regret no, hey, that one. Hey, I, I'm looking forward to going to the city here. Uh, like, I, I know I've been out of the water now for, um, oh, I don't know, half a year now. But uh, honestly, all I've really seen is these little podunk towns that Rolla has us uh, going from uh, town to town. I, I would love to see something maybe a little more populated. Something with uh, maybe a, a Barnes and Nobles or something. 
Oh, both the Barnes and the Nobles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the the they're like the the stables where they keep royalty, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those. Do you? But I I don't mean to come off insulting, but well, okay. So you preface that, and I feel <laughs> like I'm about to be insulted. Do you, by any chance, have a some kind of cloak or hoods or it's? It's why, a, why, why it's do you a, ask me? Is my visage terrifying to you? Do you think that I'm going to scare small children? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, you, man. Of course, I scare everyone. Well, yeah, you, you will children. scare yeah. small children, sure. And you could have my my cloak. I mean, I I don't need it to disguise my skeletal features anymore. So yeah, yeah, sure. That that looks good. She she takes it from you, and uh, there is a size discrepancy between you two. And she puts <laughs> it on her head, and it's like it doesn't fit at all. It's more just like it it goes down her shoulders. How do I look? I mean, I you perfect. Oh, great. great. Sounds good. She claps her hands together. And is like all right. Uh, you are my new tour guides, and I am looking forward to the show that you show. Well, since I've never been in the town, I think I'll make a great tour guide. I'm real excited. I mean, you've got the chatty thing down, so I, I, well, I also agree with that. I think I've been pretty reserved for the you know, t- past few days you know me, but that's fine. Yeah, no, super. Yeah, I was, I was trying to be really extroverted and friendly. Yeah, that was a real push for me. Yeah, if you yeah, think was... this is chatty, boy, have you got a surprise <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Well, all right, Mr. Skin Mouth. Cool. Great. Love that. Skin Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Has Lips. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty it's pretty late in the evening and as you guys are approaching the city of Copper Watch, um like you're coming in from the from the ocean side basically. Mm-hmm. Um so there is a a pretty sizable pier here. You know, it's all lit up with uh, lanterns and there's you know there is still milling about on the pier still i mean more than you've seen in, in most piers you've been in but this is a fairly large city so it, it does kind of tend to stay a little busy and the city is is pretty sizable uh it's uh you can see uh all all, all sorts of of just huge skyscrapers kind of uh heading off into the distance the majority of the cities that you guys have been in all the buildings have pretty much been made of wood but this is a lot of stonework and for those of you who have been in dwarven cities before, you would you would uh, notice that uh, it definitely has the, that style of architecture, kind of uh, very industrial and utilitarian, and uh, uh, not not a lot of rounded edges to this. is very sandcastle-y. Is there uh, on the pier a falconer? <clears throat> Great question. No. Oh well. No. Gu- guys, can we just stop no. and really uh, take in the splendor of this place? Wow. Can I just say, wow. Uh, yeah. Quite impressive. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's intimidating for sure. No, def- it's definitely intimidating. Was that what the word that you meant? Was, that, was it that one? Uh, I mean, no. I, I, oh, do, well. I, I, I think I said what I, what I meant, but uh, sure, yeah, intimidating. I mean, it's big, so big things are that. And you are small, so... I guess smaller for sure. Would, yeah, yeah. Do you guys mind if I just give give uh, my my parents a call quick to just to, you know just to let them let them know where I am? A call? Uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like psychic call? Yeah, psych. No, God, what? What do you think I am here? She says she. So essentially, she she walks over to the 
is the pier like super high off the water or is it one of those ones that's like actually kind of close uh well i mean the pier itself is a little high off the water but like you guys have been walking along the beach up to okay. it so like you could stop anywhere along the beach so she she goes up to her like uh knees i guess in the water and then just like bends at the waist and like, dunks her face straight in and there's like all these bubbles oh. coming up and, and mumbling <laughs> and then she whips her head back up it's like all right yeah the i'm good the the message has been passed along uh did, were they like right here? Were they like at no, no, at I just, the surface? I uh, it's oh man. See, the, I I forget because there's so much I need to learn about the surface that there's a lot going on under the water that uh, that other people don't. No, no, I just use some fish. Yeah, yeah. How how'd you use like a like a well, cell phone? Like, like well, a... with my with my uh, mermaid mouth, I I opened sure. it and then I I told the fish what I wanted them to say to my parents, and then now they're going to go tell my parents. Oh, like a oh. pigeon. I mean, no, it's a fish. It sounds, sounds like a good system. It sounds very efficient. Oh, it's, oh gosh, no, it's slow as hell, guys. Uh, hold on. They're, they're going to get that in like three weeks from now, but at least, you know, it's better than nothing. Hold on. No, it, more, that was. Yes. That was pretty rough, dude. That, I caught that one. That was a little tough on me. That's a little tough to chew. Paul is just, just staring back and forth like, what? Catch what? <laughs> God damn it. Let's, uh, let's head, head on in and, and see if we can find that, that transport. Oh, no, it's fine. You don't have to explain it to me. So I, I, it's, it's not like I don't know nothing about nothing. No, I, onward. She I made a joke. I, some people would call it a joke. I would call it a joke. Cammy would not. So the the pier itself, like there, there is a very long dock that uh, has all types of vessels hooked up to it. Um, you guys have been in towns of this size before. There is similar to like you guys uh, saw in uh, Glacier Moss. There is a pretty large like landing and launching pad for airships that is is here as well. And it looks like there is a building outside of it advertising Rainbow's airship tours. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know who Rainbow is, but this. All right, guys. This looks like where we need to go. Looks promising. Are there any airships at the the docks, the pads, whatever you want to call? Quite notably, no. There do not seem to be any airships on the pad oh, right now. Oh, maybe maybe they're all out at the moment and they're on their way back. Let's go go see this rainbow and see what's going on. Yeah, maybe they have some airships like in the back, like in the back room. You know how stores they keep a lot of their good stuff in the back room, and if you just ask someone, they'll go and get the good stuff. Maybe it's in like the back. Yeah, I mean maybe. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me. I feel like there's some jokes here that I'm missing, um, but sometimes they're serious. So maybe could we like come up with some kind of hand signal for when it's a joke, and then maybe I can try to dissect it from there. Um, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll wave my tails wildly uh, in a circle, a la Miles Prower, if I'm making a joke. Oh, per- perfect. Yeah, that's, right, that that is so great. Th- thank you. <laughs> I, I you're accommodating, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Paulus, big fan of the Sonic series. <laughs> Cute Cammy never moving her tails when Mort tells a joke. She doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> you guys could really mess with Hollis. Guess you're not telling a single joke on the live show. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Or we're installing a motor on that thing. <laughs> God. All right, so you guys walk into uh, Rainbow's airship tours. There's a little bell that jingles over the door. Jingle. 
and uh, you come on in, and it, it looks pretty empty. There's not a lot going on here. There is a woman sitting behind the counter. Uh, she has long, white, braided hair, Ooh. and um, she looks like she's a little slighter than than like human size. Uh, really pointy ears, but kind of stubby legs. And uh, she is wearing a name tag that does say Rainbow on it. Hi there. Uh, it, hey, it's, it's, it's Kimmy Okano. We saw that you had a lot of airships you, and you were doing tours. Hi. No, we're not really doing tours right now. Um. Oh, okay. Are they like all out? Are you going to start again tomorrow? Is this like a business hours oh, situation? This is so uncomfortable. Sure. Oh, Adam, you are the worst. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're mm-hmm. having a hard time with the with the airship. So I I invested a lot of my inheritance, you know, whatever I could get away from my parents. And unfortunately, well... They put it all into the airship industry. Yeah. They said it's up and coming. It's a booming business. And no. A couple days ago, all of our airships just went down. It was pretty bad. Uh-huh. And I um don't have any airships anymore. Okay. So they, was there, they were they all in the sky when they, what, did they fall out of the sky? I've been spending the last several days calling my employees next of kin, all of the passengers next of kin. Oh, you got fish as well. And it's been it's been a real week. Yeah. So <laughs> Mondays, you know? I yeah. Yeah, so not loving it. And my parents are never going to let me hear the end of that one. So Anyway, how are you doing? What can I do for you? Uh, okay, well, we were... So, um, before you told me that, like, super, super cool fun tale that you just told me, uh, we were going to come in and sort of use an airship to, to travel. Um, that's not sounding like it's going to work out for us. So, do you have, like, a backup plan? Do you also run, like, a taxi service or have, like, a train guy? Well, I do have one hot air balloon. Okay. But well, unfortunately, I had really planned on hopping in that thing and riding it up into outer space until I freeze and die. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, hey, I get it. I've hey, I've been there. Rainbow, I've I've been there. You don't need to call me Rainbow. That's my family name. You can call me by my first name. Overtha. <laughs> We're friends. Okay, I'm not going to call you that. Uh, I am going to take a second to s- just step back and breathe um, for a moment. Yes. Just. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Okay, well, here. Here. Wait, let, let's, cut to, let's cut to brass tacks. I'm, I'm a tough negotiator. What can I do to get that sort of, that hot air balloon, get that idea just sort of off the table for you? What do you, what do you, you want my balloon? I yeah we'd like I'd like to use the balloon. Uh, you I yeah. Oh, that means I'd walk out a town of failure. Well, I I don't know that the balloon was super had a lot to. I don't know that the balloon was really changing much there about how you know, I, like I don't know that riding out of town to your death a failure is is a better alternative. I'm getting off topic. I. What is it about needing to to drift off into space like uh, Sandra Bullock in Gravity that really to you screams like a great heroic end? 
I just have not had a lot of luck with my family, sure. honestly. Okay. And I don't really, I just don't know. I don't think I can go back. I mean, hey, I mean, you wouldn't happen to be adventurers, would you? That, uh, I, oh gosh, I really hate that you asked that question because I feel like the, once we answer it, I feel like the follow-up question, uh, is gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be worrisome to me. Okay, I mean, that's all right. Could you help me unroll the hot air balloon before I get into it and then just fly off into my death and up in the hey, upper atmosphere? Hey, over there. Over there. We are yeah. adventurous. And a big well, oh, that's just smile, great. it's kind of creepy, comes across Mort's yeah. face. <laughs> He's forgotten how. Are you, sh- sh- are you sure? Because... Okay, that's fine. And Mort flexes. He's like, "These guns don't lie." You look pretty. Are you? Are you all right? You don't no. look so great. No, I'm not. But we are adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here's the scoop. Uh, Hollis, 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 you're okay with adventuring, right? Oh, uh, I don't know, but uh, I, you know. You say I'm in the game of saying yes, yes, and... Okay, yes, we're adventurers. At this point, we're more of an improv troupe, but I guess you, I guess, yes, and, <laughs> sure, we're adventurers. Okay, so I'm going to go back to you telling you what the scoop is. So here's the scoop. So God. several centuries ago, my great-great-grandfather mm-hmm. was what you would consider the greatest wizard in all of Yorith. And um, had a bit of a falling out with another family here in town. Just some real D-bags. And okay. they kind of hired him for a children's party, I believe. Something to that effect. And then he was never heard from again. Hold on. um, Just t- take that. Rewind it back. You. The greatest wizard in all of Eorth got hired out to do a kid's birthday party? He was a giver. So, oh. here's the deal. <laughs> I Later on, we, we learned from, you know, my grand-grandfather had learned that his father had gone missing, but it wasn't because he had been abandoning the family. He had been entombed in some way, shape, or form. Um, and um, it was a real whole jealousy issue, I think. I... So here's the important scoop. My great-great-grandfather was likely entombed in one of the major tombs here in the city. Oh, as opposed to a minor tomb. And, you know, I can't really do much in the way of grave robbing. pause that for a second? As Cammie said, rewind it back just a little bit where you talk about how there is more than one tomb in a city. Yeah, well, this city grew pretty rapidly. And I don't think a lot of people planned on it getting as big as it did so fast. So, I mean, a couple hundred years ago, it was in probably some pastoral glen outside of town. But over time, pff, urban sprawl. <laughs> Gentrification, am I right? Okay. Yeah, I heard you there. All right. Um, jeez. Okay, can you get... Okay, um, well... So listen, I think it's probably the tomb up on Deacon Hill. And if you head over that way and get down in that tomb, probably you can find it. Now, what I want you to look for is not my grandfather's bones. Oh, of course not, yeah. That really won't do us much good. 
but he was a wizard and thus had a familiar. It was, by legend, an immortal firehawk. Uh, oh, now, okay. The important part of that word is immortal. So somewhere down in that tomb, there should be just a real bitchin' flaming bird. <laughs> anyway... So, yeah, if you could go get me that flaming bird, that'd be pretty cool. I figure if I go home to mom and pop with that thing on my shoulder, they'd be like, well, well hell, that's better than all the airships, right? Perfect logic there. Anyway, you can have my hot air balloon for it. Okay. Oh, God. Well, okay. Well, that logic's infallible. So, um, sure, I'm I'm really excited. I'm definitely sure there'll be a magic bird there because nothing nothing's gone, you know, screwy with magic. So I'm sure that'll be a great It's a magical beast, actually. It's not like you know, it's it's got a different kind of magic, if you know what I mean. I don't kind of like Kitsune's. <laughs> well, we weren't held together by magic and we didn't need someone to cast us. But it's it's just fine. Yeah. Okay, it's great. It's great. Rainbow slides a little map across the table A. She goes uh, I circled where Deacon Hill would probably be. The entrance should be somewhere around the south side. Mm-hmm. Um, do try to be quiet because it is technically grave robbing, even though it's stuff that really does belong to my family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Can you like, is there like a map you have to this thing? Like, are we flying blind here? Can you help us? I mean, this is the map I have. It doesn't really have much as far as internal schematics for a tomb I've never been to that's several hundred years old. That was that was a weirdly condescending take for a very innocent question. So that's cool. I'm glad we're doing you this favor. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's it's been great. And she's already okay. turned to uh, she's turned like all of her tails. Uh, directly in Rainbow's face and is walking out. <laughs> she gets slapped four times. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys heading over to the tomb? Yeah, as, as they're walking. So uh, how, how do you, you know, tomb, I'm, I'm, we don't really have that kind of thing down in the, the water or anything. So uh, like, what, what do you guys do about dead up here? You put them in a tomb. Okay, yeah, but that's not really explaining to me what a tomb is. It's a place where you put the dead. Just like a big pile, like a big pile of bodies, and then they slowly decompose, and then you've got bones, and then you put flesh on top of that, and they turn into bones eventually? Or what, What's the sitch? Uh, yeah, more, more or less. You, you kind of put them in a, in a box and stick them under the ground in you a put tomb. put your dead in a box? Yes. Yeah, but how, how, are, the, how are the scavengers going to eat it then? Well, the the worms normally normally get it, but the the bigger scavengers tend to to not be able to get to the bodies. Well, that's just wasteful. It is, isn't it? You know, I've it never is. really thought about it. It is very wasteful. I mean, when you die under the water, you you just kind of you know someone gives you a little shove and you get you get taken by the tide and slowly sink down. You get eaten by the, the by the bigger things down there, and uh, you know, circle of life, baby. When we, when Kitsune's die, they mulch our bodies and then they plant a tree where we lived. Ah, oh, see, that's nice. Thanks. But when I originally died, I also just kind of rotted away to, to nothing as, as well, actually. Okay, you're going to have to back that one up again for me here. Well, uh, re- remember I used to be a skeleton? Well, before I was a skeleton, I was a human and I died and my flesh slowly dissolved over time. Okay. 
And now you're flush again. And now I'm flush again. Yeah, one thing you gotta know about Mort is that he loves just giving a big old fuck you to the natural order of stuff. Gosh, that dude, hey, that dude loves giving just a big old fuck you to the way sort of the natural birth death cycle. That's that's my favorite thing about Mort personally. Oh, rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) On your way there, uh, you do pass a fair amount of people in the streets, uh, even though it is late. I mean, there is hustle and bustle still in the city. Yeah, a lot of people move to the other side of the street when your little crew is walking through. Uh, a lot of people yeah, uh, catch a look at that horrible visage of uh, of newly fleshed Mort McCoy, sure. and they are not interested. <laughs> yeah, skin's so weird and gross. Oh, what a freak! <laughs> but you do get to uh, the place that is marked on Rainbow's map. It is uh, it looks like it's some sort of little park now. Uh, it is a fenced-in park area. There, the 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 gates are open though, and as you kind of follow in around to the south edge, you do see. Uh, what looks like uh, a couple of big sealed uh, stone doors for this tomb. Uh, it, it's it's framed out in a way to make it look like it's just, um, it's like a thinking place. Like it's framed out like it's a place you just kind of sit and take in the scenery and all that kind of stuff. But uh, knowing it's a tomb, you know that this like this backdrop here that they've kind of chiseled some weird motivational sayings on uh, are, are, are actually just two very large stone doors. What kind of motivational sayings? You can do it. Life ain't so bad. Okay. Don't get in an air, in a hot air balloon and fly up into the upper atmosphere and kill yourself. That's oh, kind okay, of motivational. Okay. okay. Other than the motivational sayings, are there any other markings on the the walls? There are no names or opening instructions. Uh, no or... names, no names or anything like that. There are um, some markings all around the outer edge of these uh, stone doors. Um, what? Uh, why don't you give me a lore roll? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Can Cammy also see if she knows anything about tomb, I don't know, tomb history? What is your lore? You have a lore, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, what'd you get, John? Three. Uh, you can recognize that it is a pretty old language that is native to this region, but it isn't something that you know the language of. Um, okay, so Cammy rolled pretty good, and also she does have something in lore. So she got a three. Yeah, same same exact situation. Well, you know, darn. Uh, this is this is one of those old language. I mean, it's like if you saw like Phoenician right now, like you'd be like, yeah, that looks like some old ass fucking language, okay. but you don't speak Phoenician. I don't. Yeah, Cammy, what's the um, what's the skill to speak Phoenician? Phoenician. Uh, it's Phoenician. It's just called oh, Phoenician. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, now I up my empathy this round and said, yeah, should have yeah. sure thought of that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I start, like, feeling around, like, the, the cracks and stuff, see if I can find any kind of catch or something or thing to push. Okay, give me an investigate. Or... Is there an actual investigate skill? Yeah, yeah. I have it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's like notice. But you spend time yeah, and yeah. actually do work. Uh, minus one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're feeling around. You, you really can't even get a good feeling for this. Your finger does get stuck in there. You're having a hard time with like actual sensory stuff at this point. Mm. It does not feel quite the same as the as as like feeling around with spectral senses on the end of bone fingers. 
And yeah, your finger kind of gets half stuck in there. You do pull it out. You experience pain in your fingers. It's not great. Um, boy, <laughs> this is not a good evening for you. Can Cammy also try to to get her grubby little paws all, all over this and just try to figure out if she can investigate and find any sort of a switch entrance or something? Absolutely. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if she rolls better this time this time round. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> it was still a three because her investigates better, but All right, that's pretty good. I mean, you spend some time kind of like feeling around the edges you 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 find what you think are probably the hinges this thing opens on uh, that's good that's good yeah. it does not feel like it's like moving obviously did you did you all need me to use my head as well yeah no come on let's ev- everyone get a fin on this let's go let's do it all right so i'm gonna run my head into the door okay <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think you meant your actual head <laughs> I thought you meant- it's too late well- now Brain power. She's a dummy. Uh, what am I doing? Athletics. Or? Uh, this feels like. I mean, this feels like a straight physique. Oh uh, yeah. You're just trying you to brute right. force this thing. Hey. 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 Okay. Uh, physique. Ooh, is very good. Oh well, that cancels out. But five. Yeah. So you ran like smack into the 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 middle of the of these where these two doors meet, and the whole thing bends inward. And it's only like temporary. It bends inward, and then it kind of like pushes you back. But uh, Mort or Cammy, either one or both of you can see, like, when this thing bends in, you see where it's catching. And now you guys notice that there is, like, a little switch lever at the top of the door and at the bottom of the door in a place that you guys really hadn't noticed earlier. That uh, it's easy enough to snap off and then the doors just kind of pop open. Are you okay, Hollis? Uh, I, uh, I'm... Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> I I'm sit. She says and sits on the ground. Okay. Fucking excellent. Great. <laughs> All right. Um. Cammy tries to get the switch. Can Cammy reach the switch? Yeah. You guys have. You guys have got the switch. Okay. Like, <laughs> you flipped them switches. Excellent. You slid some doors open. Like you guys Great. can sneak. You guys can get in there now. It's um. It's it's wide enough for 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 any of you to to slip through the doorway now. And Cammy does. And what does she notice <laughs> once she's in there? Uh, that she is in a very dark area. Well, darn. Because there's not any lights going on inside More. this tomb. Pulls out the torch, which every adventurer always carries around with them at all times. Um. You okay, Cammy? Mort, what? No, uh, Mort, I. What, there's only okay. There, there are two of us in here right now, and only one of us just recently regrew intestines. I don't think it was me, Mort. Is that your tum? <laughs> Hollis kind of is like all of a sudden right behind you, like, whoa. Can I light something? Do I have that light that I said I yeah, had? You can light a torch. That's fine. I light a torch. Great. The whole inside of this tomb lights up. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's wonderful. I don't know. Uh, is it like a room or a corridor? Or? Uh, it's a, it, is, it, is a, it is like a big room. It's just one giant room. I don't know. Pat, why don't you... I'm sure you've thought more about what the inside of this place looks like than I have. Why don't you kind of explain what they're seeing in here? It looks like the library study area from uh, Downton Abbey. It's just... Oh. I really... I mean, everything's dusty, right? But there's a huge desk. 
Okay. It's a the large wing back chair. There's a globe. Many, many books, oh. but they're all just piled on the floor. You know, it's a, it looks like a really nice room. Damn, damn, more. This uh, does not look like a pile of skeletons with flesh people on top. It doesn't. It looks a lot better furnished than I would expect from a tomb. Hello? Oh, cool. There's that again. Is anyone here? Beware the tomb. Okay. Okay. So I think that's our cue to leave. No, that sounds like words. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys go ahead and head out. Just I, there's a lot of books here, and gosh, I, I just, I want to just, uh, I do want to grab a couple. Why do we need to leave? <laughs> she says, and she starts like rooting around on the desk. The wingback chair spins around. Uh, ah! Well, I, I thought that uh, that didn't really work out the way I thought it would. I thought the moaning usually gets them to. <laughs> Get on out of here kind of immediately. Oh, well, I mean, I'm a giant shock person, so it's really hard to really freak me out. Oh, hey, what's up? Who are you? The man behind the desk will stand up, and he is very clearly a mummy. He <laughs> has an eye patch. He has an eye patch over his right eye. Okay. Uh, his bandages are, like, a taupe colored. Eh, they're a little dusty. He's wearing some, like, old, you can tell they used to be, like, linen pants, but they're clearly, like, Robinson Crusoe'd off right below <laughs> the knee. And he's wearing, uh, again, taupe-colored, like, saddle Oxfords or, like, bucks. You know, what Indiana Jones wore. And, of course, uh, saddle Oxfords. Right, right. And so he's wearing two, three, four gold chains on his right hand. He has a gold signet ring. But instead of uh, an engraved signature, it's just a giant onyx. Uh, you know, it's, it's a gold signet ring with an onyx stone. The Pokemon? The onyx stone. <laughs> no, no, the, the the actual stone, you know, the black. Yeah, the Pokemon is, yeah, he's made out of stones. It's wild, ain't it? He's like, not a Pokemon. And uh, no. he pushes his uh, glasses up on his nose, which are just... There's no lenses in it, and they're completely an affectation because of the eye patch. And he extends, <laughs> he extends a hand, and he, he says, "Well, it's Leland H. Uh, Deacon here. Welcome to my tomb." Uh, Hollis grabs his hand. It's like, oh, this look, look at this guy over here. Look at his so gracious and charming. <laughs> you belong underwater. Uh, but I've been here 200 years, so maybe we're all underwater now. This guy's skin is terrifying, looking like a newborn baby stretched over a big old man face. And that there is a talking fox, so. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Where, where are my manners here? And uh, he opens a drawer in his desk, and he takes out a stuffed pheasant, and he goes, Anthony. And he takes the stuffed pheasant and hucks it across the room, and it hits a candelabra which falls down. The candle tumbles off and hits like an old book, which flips open and tops the globe. The globe spins across the floor and hits a desk, oh uh, like a roll-top desk. The roll-top desk opens and there is uh, like a bunch of like rocks glasses in there, but the force of it opens so hard that the decanter of whiskey then pours over. Uh, but the whiskey was fuller than he thought it was so it just keeps pouring but he goes uh oh and oh no and he goes running <laughs> he goes running over there to kind of write the 
write the decanter. <laughs> my 200 years of planning. <laughs> uh, well, I thought my old Rube Goldberg would, would function. <laughs> I didn't expect the volume of the whiskey to, <laughs> well, you know, that's on me there. Hold on. Hollis and, uh, is clapping in the background. <laughs> and he grabs the ornate silver tray that the glasses are on, and he's like, kind of like, <laughs> sips the whiskey. He's like, well, you know, <laughs> we don't want to let her go to waste. Uh, here's one for each of you, and, uh, you know, welcome to my tomb. And he takes, he downs his two or three fingers of whiskey in one big gulp. Oh, wow. That was a lot. Huh. Gosh, that's a lot that happened all at once. Um, okay. Well, hi, hi there. I'm, a, I'm not just a, t- a talking fox. That's a, uh, great. Uh, my name is Kami Kitsune. And she no, no, that's not her fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her fucking name. Well, my... My brain is dead and inside what, out. What, I'm sorry, your name's Kami Kitsune? It's been a long couple of days. I had to like, hey, you know how sometimes it sucks like on Thanksgiving you come see your family? I just had like, a, my friend grew skin and I had to hang out with my family. Uh, my name's Kami Okana and uh, gosh, I'm real sorry I forgot that. That's all right. <laughs> I've made women nervous in the past. That ain't your fault. Uh, oh, cool. That's a fun narrative. Can you taste yeah. the, uh, well, I mean, nervous in a... We're, we're excited to be around you, not nervous in a don't-set-your-drink-down situation. <laughs> Speaking of your drink, can you taste the oak barrel? I, it's been aged for 200 years. Oh, wow. I've never, I've never had a, an alcohol. Is this, is, this, is this an alcohol, like an ethanol alcohol? No, it's not an ethanol. Uh, I knew okay. an ethyl before. Um, yeah. But I, if it's your first alcohol, I'd definitely sip it slow, especially new skin over here. Uh, a shark would probably be all right. <laughs> Let me tell you, this ain't my first rodeo. Mort knocks it back. Hollis actually, it's like looking at Leland and the way he's drinking it, she's like, uh, and does the same. And then for the past like minute, as you've been talking, she's just been going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Has everyone drank of my delicious whiskey? Yeah. yeah. Cammy had like the tiny. Cammy like basically dipped her tongue in. She had like the tiniest little sip, and she's she's been hiccuping ever since. <laughs> um, she like ever since she sniffed it, and you can just see her tails like sort of like bouncing every time she like hiccups and like shudders. Well, y'all got some good news and bad news. Which one you want first? Uh, good. Hi, I'm Mort. By the way, oh, Mort? nice to meet you. That's Leland H. Deacon. Damn glad to meet you shake his hand and give him like the preacher handshake where I start shaking with one hand and I clap it on the other side with the second hand. <laughs> so, good news first? Well, the good news you accepted my whiskeys, which means we are now friends. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds, sounds, that sounds right. nice. The bad news is you've accepted my whiskeys and you've been cursed with my friendship. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a curse. Okay. There's a curse upon this tomb. Uh, well, you know, and uh, the curse said that anyone who come in here and would accept my hospitality is now cursed with my hospitality on account of the fact I was a real, real piece of shit in my life on account of I was... Re- oh. You ever seen that play, Beauty's in the Beast, from a long time ago where the woman come up and, uh, you know, she offers a flower and has a place to live and he said, get on out of here and then she makes him a beast? It's kind of that situation only on account of the fact that I did child labor. That's what built this tomb. Okay. Oh, wow. That's oh, why no. the mortar work is so ornate because they got them tiny hands on. The, but the, you know, yeah, the tiny fingers. <laughs> but I've had. I've had. 
<laughs> now, I've had 200 years to reflect on my misdeeds, so I'd ask you not to judge you by my deeds of the past, but rather my friendship going forward. You did accept my whiskey. Uh, again, the whiskey uh, decanted and distilled child labor. <laughs> but you didn't know that before you drank it. That's not why you're cursed. Uh, the curse is just I have to now make recompense for the fact that I was such a stink. Uh, but uh, we, you're welcome to hang out in my tomb, but there is no ventilation. It is hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock in here. So if you'd like to get on out of here, uh, I'd be much obliged. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I've never had a, never had a, a sip of. You keep saying all this fun stuff. I don't really, um, I don't really follow. Did you, did you say we're friends now? Is that what happens when you drink with folks? They're like, they're friends. Uh, a, a um, more, my good yes. sir. You mind relieving the, the small fox of the, uh, you know, because this is not good for recompense. Uh, the child labor, no. and now I'm getting a child drunk, so. No! Ah! Uh, no! The, the, I like the spicy water! No! Uh, uh. Leland, faster than you could even imagine, like, out of nowhere comes, like, uh, a rapier, and he's so good with it that he just, it comes out so fast, and he just knocks the drink right out of her hand with the flat of it, and tucks the sword back in his belt and he goes well hey shit <laughs> listen i was i was gonna drink that <laughs> you're, you're cuter you're cuter than a speckled pup but <laughs> i think maybe one little dip of the tongue is, is all you need for for maybe now until you know ever uh <laughs> on account of the fact <laughs> of my divine recompense for the child labor uh so uh shark man hollis uh, oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not a man. Well, shark, shark person, shark lady. <laughs> yeah, there you are go. You a, are you a child? No, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a mermaid. Okay, let, well, is anyone here a child? I, I don't believe so. Actually, you, I mean, how old are you? I don't think I've ever asked. Well, I, I mean, you must be quite old. You got four tails. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing great. Um. I'm te- I'm I'm legally an adult for sure. I just uh, I won't grow any taller until I get oh. more tails. And- <laughs> well, that that uh, that for sure. Uh, I did not sound like for sure. Well, she has said that she is not a child, and that's legally binding. So that's part one of my uh, uh, atoning for my sins. Bad news is you guys are gonna be stuck with me for at least two hundred years. Hey, does any of these books have pictures? And she's back, like, running her fingers on every single book, uh, like, getting her greasy, like, uh, whiskey-covered hands up, little paws all over. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, there's, hell, there's pictures in a lot of them. <laughs> You're funny. I mean, take whatever you want. I mean, again, it's, well, it's just an old tomb. We can come back to her anytime you want. Uh, I can seal her up, and we'll just pop on back. You can leave them here. Um, I'm going to leave Anthony here. That's my stuffed pheasant. <laughs> was, no, not Anthony. Have you by any chance seen an immortal firehawk around anywhere? Come again? An immortal <laughs> firehawk? Is that what Anthony was at one point? Perhaps maybe not so immortal? At one point? No, it's, it's Anthony the pheasant. I won him off of John T. Rainbow in a game of cards. I hustled the shit out of him. Anyway, I, is, he used to carry the stuffed pheasant around. He talked to it all the time. He's a little touched, but on account of the fact I took most of his money and uh, 
And uh, he said, well, it's double or nothing. I said, you give me that. You give me that stuff, Pheasant Anthony here. I'll take her off your hands, knowing, the, knowing that it was more. It would hurt his pride more than his wallet, and I wanted to make him sad. Again, I was a real bastard uh, on account of the child labor and account of the fact of stealing Anthony from John T. Rainbow. Was was this John T. Rainbow a, a wizard? <laughs> Oh, no, man. I mean, he could do some parlor tricks. That type of what's behind your ear. You know, he'd take out a coin from behind a little kid's ear and do the thing where he he put his, he'd get your nose, you know. Uh, Sure. I mean, wizard in the fact that he's a weird old man with a beard kind of smelled like popcorn. Okay, it's it's just we we were sent to to find um, a wizard's immortal firehawk. But I guess, you know, over time... Legends, you know, get get misconstrued and, and, you know, stuffed pheasants become immortal firehawks and weird old men become the most powerful wizard in the world. Ain't that just the way. So I guess we will take Anthony with us and see if we can bark him for an airship, a hot air balloon. Well, come on, we doing what now? I, could, I can set it alight and pass it off. As an immortal firehawk, we could skedaddle on a hot air balloon. Hey, hey this club's like kind of like the size of my head. I bet I could wear it like a hat. <laughs> can we, uh, can, let's, let's cut a hole in the bottle. I want to wear it like a hat. <laughs> oh, this one's only knee high to a grasshopper. I think she might have had too much to drink. Let's get on out of here. It's, uh, it's pretty hot, and if she touches any more of my stuff, I'm going to get madder in a sprayed roach, so let's get. Wait, wait, we're leaving my world helmet. No, I want my world helmet. So, when you say we're cursed with your friendship for 200 years, does that mean you have to follow us wherever we go? <laughs> or are you sort of your own free man and, you know, keep in touch with letters and things? I'm, I'm not sure what this uh, curse is. Mortimer, my buddy, and I put an arm around him. You're stuck with me, you crazy new skin bastard. Listen, I know what you're thinking. Oh no, oh no, a curse. Well, sure. Right. I mean, nobody loves being cursed, but if you're an adventurer, you're going to get cursed at some point. And this was not a bad curse, all things considered. I mean, I had a friend one time that was cursed with reverse leprosy, right? And um, he just spontaneously started growing limbs all around his body, right? And he kept chopping them off in the morning. But, you know, one day he had just had, he t- really tied it on the night before, slept in. Next thing you know, wakes up, he's got two extra pairs of legs. And you know, God bless him, he tried to run with it, and he fell down, because <laughs> he had too many legs, he tripped right over him. You know, so I'm, I'm just saying, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. You know, there's all types of curses that hit people. I've been cursed several times in my life. I was actually cursed by an old hag one time, and it was the weirdest situation, you know. I had been um, busking, as one does, um, and she dropped in some coins into my hat that had been sitting there. And then subsequently she reached in and, and grabbed something like, I what are you doing? She's like, I was making change. I gave you a gold. I, I wanted to get two silver back for that. And I said, well, that's not the way busking. Well, you put your hands into my money. We got into a big argument about it. And she cursed me right there on the spot. She, she cursed me and said, well, you will forever be unlucky in love. Which is funny, really, when you think about it, because I've done quite well for myself um, in never had anything like that. So, you know, you just can't always take these curses on face value. So being cursed with a fancy ass mummy is really not that bad a deal. As the brute force will find out over time, 
Sometimes blessings come under the guise of curses. Very, very rarely. In fact, my friend with the reverse leprosy, I believe, is just a chittering pile of limbs at this point. So, um, you know, it doesn't always work out splendidly. But this one worked out pretty okay. And we'll get into more of that when we reconvene here at the Gieleram Grockhouse and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders, and I will see you next time. Also, please, nobody tell the owner that I am selling uh, t-shirts at the back bar there that say hashtag free Larry on it. Liberation for Larry. Well, hey. Hi. How are oh, you doing? Hi. Howdy. We're here. We're in an outro. I'm here, too. And still in the outro. It was a fun episode. Hey. Guys, it was a good episode. We're all back. Everyone's back. Back again. And we all look different, and we've changed significantly. Well, <laughs> and the new episode was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you think about it, is getting a hot air balloon as important as the last quest that you guys were on, wherein you try to save the entire universe? Probably not. No. Probably not. But, I mean, the main quest will definitely be more important. That's trying to bring sporks back into the world. Mm-hmm. Right. The reemergence of sporks. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, personally, I think it's bullshit that sporks were magic. I mean, I know sporks are magical, but. I would not want to live in a world without sporks. Just saying. Yeah. No, it's it's truly not. I, I really relate to Rainbow Nail. Now that I'm thinking about it, truly, uh, that she's got to live in a world without sporks. Like, okay, yeah. That's probably why she was going to space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she probably buried the lead. Didn't want to. It was too painful for her to discuss her. Uh, oh, my sporks. Oh, my God. Where's all my sporks? Little inside baseball, uh, our, our good friend Rainbow was a dwarf. Uh, explain what a dwarf is. She, she was a dwarf, half dwarf, half elf. Oh, of course. Yeah, all irritating. Dwarf. Half dwarf, ah. half elf, all irritating. The nicest Cammy has ever been <laughs> to an NPC. <laughs> That's saying something. I did text Ray earlier today and I said, I came up with a backstory and a character voice and everything for, for this character you guys are going to meet. And if Cammy can't be nice to this one, then I know it's not on me anymore. I know I've done all I can do. Well, I'm not immediately aggressive, but there's there's just something about... Every time we get into a conversation, I will say at least one thing where you're like, well, okay, you know what? Maybe fuck you. <laughs> well, because I feel like you're the only one that remembers, which, I mean, as the GM, that's important, but you're the only one that remembers that, like, it's weird to see Kitsunes out and about, so I think I forget that, too, and I'm like, I'm normal, da 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 and then you have an NPC that's like, hey, you look like a kid, and you're, why, you're, well, you're talking animal, and you're weird, and it's like, well, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, fuck you all the way. How about that? Yeah. Uh, fuck you, just like this review that we got. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope I, I didn't say I, that. I'm tired. Can we just do the review? Yeah. Sure. Enthralling by Hootog. Great storytelling with great characters. Definitely my favorite podcast to listen to. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Hootog. And thank you to everybody that that leaves reviews on the show. It really means a lot to us. Um, So, hey, maybe go do that. We are into season two now. We've had this is, our, I guess, our third episode of season two. And we're Mm -hmm. uh, we're just we're just going now. We got everybody under the same roof 
umbrella umbrella roof and it's exciting and it's raining we're, outside we're, so good thing we're under this umbrella it's raining <laughs> yeah so normally we would say if you want to talk to us you can get us on twitter but you can now also get us on discord that's true that's accurate true and accurate um so you can you can the the invite is out on our twitter um so if you go to at brute forecast out on twitter You'll see the link to it. If you're if you're in the Sayer Discord, it's actually the same Discord. We've just kind of rebranded a little bit to kind of throw more things over under uh, one roof. The again the roof metaphor. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot of use, getting a lot of play out of the roof metaphor. Uh, but yeah, go out there and check it out. There's a handful of brute force channels in the Discord now, and uh, I know that like I I usually hang out there at least a little bit uh, every day. Uh, Ray's been in there kind of commenting. There's a spoilers discussion uh, channel in there where you can talk about stuff if you're like caught up on the show. There was which... a lot of people in that spoilers discussion that were only on like episode five. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a dangerous place for you to be. <laughs> well, not yet, but we got to make it dangerous for yeah. them, uh, which means that people that are up to speed have to get in there. Well, I mean, previously there wasn't anywhere else that they could talk about it, but I did add a general chat in there today so people can talk about stuff if they're like still really, really early. So, but yeah, go check that out uh, and talk talk to us there. Or you can you could still follow us on Twitter uh, at uh, Brute Force Cast, or you could follow uh, Carly at Animated Me with the E's as trees. Or you could follow Ray at Mr Unladylike. Or you could follow John at Nudzer with a Z, not a Z. Or you could follow Pat at Patrick underscore Rankin. You fucking asshole. <laughs> this is a betrayal on <laughs> levels that no one's ever seen. Now nobody's going to be able to say my uh, name. Banana pudding. Uh, weird name. You can follow Adam Bash. <laughs> the Adam Bash. Well, no, I got to call it. I got to call it somebody named John the Wick Footman. <laughs> he knows my good buddy Adam Bash. John the Goat. Why do you call the goat? I don't know. We just found to call him the goat. His real name's Matt, but he's got a girlfriend that's meaner than a snake anyway. <laughs> Bye you later. <laughs> Bring back sporks. Crush you on a stick. Crush you on the stick, <laughs> side. Dick, I'm stopping. Mm-hmm.